All right, welcome back to another episode of Giraffe Nuts, a 420-friendly podcast bringing you elevated conversations. I am Seabass the Shooter. God's Gray. St. Rose. And today we have a special guest with us. We are at the Facility Creative here in Fort Myers, Florida. We are here with engineer, DJ, and producer, DJ Promo. Hey, yo, what's up, what's up? How you doing today, bro? I'm feeling good, bro. Yeah, Hell yeah. Hype, hype to be here with you guys right now. Yeah, bro. I've been really excited. As soon as we uh, we asked you if you want to come on this pod, and you were totally down, we were like, "Bro, no way." That's yeah, cool. you guys, you guys were genuine. You guys are real dope energy. You know what I mean? Why not? You already know what's up. Hell yeah. Appreciate it, bro. So, uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself, bro. Who are you? Where are you from? You know, what do you do? Yeah. So originally, uh, I'm originally from Miami. I lived out in Miami. Uh, moved out here when I was like five. Parents, I got divorced, so my mom moved out here. Out of all the places back in the '90s, I guess it was just a cheaper place to move to. And then uh, slowly but surely, you know, eventually, you know, got into music around middle school, started making beats and stuff. I remember I worked the whole summer. I think I was like in eighth grade. Mm -hmm. I bought myself a beat machine and then I started making beats and stuff. And from there, I also drew interest to become a DJ. And from there, kind of just expanded with music, man. So I've always been around the music since I was legit, you know. That's dope. So it's saying like, especially, I think it's really cool that you, uh, you had to like sacrifice something like you sold something in order to start you know your like your little venture your career not a little venture yeah. it's a big venture yeah you know, but definitely. at first it probably started off as like a little idea you know that yeah, yeah. at the time uh, i had big uh big ambitions because i looked up to people like dr dre uh diddy uh timberland like big producers moguls yeah. so i like different music different sounds and all kinds of vibes so for me i was someone that wanted to be hands-on with a lot of artists and uh, something from that as well as DJing is I wanted to be able to use that as a way to kind of tie things together, you know. And uh, the second summer, the following summer after I bought my beat machine, I worked a whole nother summer and that's when I bought my first DJ turntable. Nice. And uh, that was like a, the start of I think 11th grade, maybe 12th grade. So yeah, yeah it was dope. Man. I, was, I always knew what I wanted to do as far as the music. Like I was determined. You know? Right. So you'd say you've been pretty consistent throughout the years? Yeah, I think uh, for the last 12 years. That's, wow, that's a long I mean, 12 time. years ago is when I first started DJing and also pretty much engineering people from, mm -hmm. you know, home studio setup. I had a closet studio, you know. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, from there I tried to take it up a notch and I didn't know what else to do because typically, you know, you find someone to mentor you mm -hmm. and there's something you're passionate for. You don't really have to go to college for things these days. Hell as no, long as you find someone, you got YouTube University, yeah, we a lot of dope people. <laughs> uh, so for me personally, I didn't know really where to look into that and I didn't understand it. So I actually, you know, took a college loan and took the leap of going to go. college for that. Right. But for me, it was something I knew I wasn't going to study and not do. Mm -hmm. And I ended up getting a bachelor's degree at Full Sail for recording arts. Oh, nice. Oh, fine. So I ended up, you know, excelling in that aspect. And it kind of opened my mind because... It wasn't even just the aspect of things that I learned as far as like the technical things. Mm -hmm. I think it was more of just like understanding also how to grow as a person and communicate with all kinds of people. Like, And you're saying that from your experiences at Full Sail? Yeah, because in Full Sail, they're really big on networking. Right. And you're working with all kinds of people from all over the world, you know? And for those who don't know, Full Sail University is like an art school, the biggest art school in Florida, right? I think actually... Yeah, yeah it's probably it's one of the top ones in the world. In the nation, yeah. in the world, right? In the world, it's yeah. really hard. It's really hard as far as financial aspect of it. It's really it's expensive. expensive as shit. And I didn't come from money. So like for me, I, I, I'm paying off that college loan for real, you know? But right. it was worth it. Like if, if it's something that you want to do, you know, I say go for it. I personally say don't make college feel like that's your only resort to excel in a certain degree. Obviously, you want to be a doctor. Or a lawyer, there's certain things you have to do. But as far as like creative fields, mm -hmm. you can't really put like a certain, I don't know how to say, like a, 
system in how to teach you creativity. Right. I think you're going to need to turn, learn technical things to enhance your creativity. And that's what I've been saying. So that's what I was going to ask you because I moved to Orlando myself. Yeah. So like after I had moved out, uh, after I graduated high school, um, I moved to Orlando and that's actually the start of Room 303. I have 303 tied on my neck. And like that was the first, Bob. that was, yeah, Bob. As, Bob. You know, some people say it looks like the big baller brand. So it's a little like it's clowned upon now. But triple B's. Yeah. I mean, I always remember it. It was my first room when I like took the leap, didn't go play soccer. And I wanted to go to Full Sail. But okay. obviously just like that, since I turned down, all my scholarships were for soccer. You know, I mean, I had academic ones here and there. But most definitely, I never like submitted any videos or anything for Full Sail in order to get like that type of scholarship. And so I ended up trying to go to Valencia. And yeah, yeah, it was right down the road. Right, right, yeah. And I knew a couple people that went to Full Sail, but I had mixed feelings about it because <clears> when I was 17, uh, I had my first internship uh, for a wedding company. Actually, it's like the biggest wedding business uh, from here to Naples. Um, and the guy, the owner, he went to Full Sail, did the whole 100K, you know, whatever the case may be. And I asked him, I'm like, you know, how'd you feel about it? And he told me, he was like, you know what, man, I would tell you, like, I think you got it in order to, like, just do it yeah. on your own. He goes, because a lot of it is, like, you're just going to pay for the networking, which is huge. Like, it's That's everywhere. what it's pretty much what it comes down right. to, like, and, the people you meet. Yeah, I just met a lot of people that, like, in Orlando that went to Full Sail that, like, Working wanted to jobs. be something. And they oh, yeah, thought okay, that yeah. going there was going to make them become that. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. no, it's you have to have it innately as a creator, as an artist. You just go there to enhance and just get better. So kind of on that, that's how it was for me. So... I went to full so you know they they have little things that can do to help you, and also um, you know they they have a career development and all that. But there's only so much. That, I think there was at the time about 200 plus graduates from my type of degree program every month. You have oh, 200 damn. kids every month getting released into the world from wow. that school. For real? Yes, yeah, and like, just my d recording arts, not the whole school. Like act, you know, like the cameras and all that. No, like it was strictly for. The and they teach you Pro Tools. Or what? Oh, uh, you know, yeah, we learned Pro Tools and Logic, and you know what they teach you is like, all right, this is how you record. This is the button. This is generally the standard in the industry for levels. Stuff okay. that you, in reality you can find out there in the internet. But for yeah. someone like me that was like 18 at the time, and I was kind of like, I didn't really have someone directly that I was in the studio with that was like, yo, bro, this is how we do it. You know, someone to like. Guide so for you me, they way. painted the whole picture. I was excited. I didn't know what else to do to do that or go in the army for me. You know what I mean? At the time, that's the only only option I really had for myself at the time because yeah. it was only really just music and that and I did take the test and I scored high and I did consider going in the military and I think it was like before the finalization of really like proceeding with the process I said fuck that and I decided you know, was there like a bad. moment where like you were like okay music is what I want to do for the rest of my life oh yeah immediately like when I knew it was like really real I was about to sign like to go four years in the military granted I don't take away anyone who joins the military but for me personally I'm a firm believer, like, if you join the military and there's something you don't agree with, you have to do it. And yeah. there's mm -hmm. certain things that is going to happen that you, you know what I mean? At that point, you got to put your morals aside. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah and that's most definitely. I feel like, I don't know, from the few times I've worked with you, I feel like you're a person that, like, you're really set on what you want to do. And, like, you know, you're really dedicated to the quality of your craft. You feel me? So, nah, like, I feel like. It's a passion for me, for sure. And the creativity aspect and how, like, you're able to. Like, I mean, when me and Yana were here, we were we were literally out here, you know what I'm saying? Writing another song while you were mixing the one we just did. Because, like, I feel like with the artists out here, you've able to you've been able to create that type of trust where, like, yeah, we know sure. that, like, we give you a record, it's going to be quality no matter what. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So I, I feel like... That. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how to explain it because for me, it's it's just like I'm like, I zone out. I get a record and I just already, I'm already hearing the record how I feel like yeah. it should be in a sense like from how I would hear it. When I spit it back out, I love the part where it's like, all right, my favorite part is like, let me just do what I want to do with it. Mm -hmm. And then 
Now tell me what you want me to do to it. Yeah. After you it. heard what I did to it. So for me, I like I, I take passion. That yeah, I mean, I'll give every artist small. You know what I mean? So is there like a is there like a certain opportunity like that you had and like you noticed like like you gonna be doing this shit for like forever? Like as far as like when I was in school or after school or in general? Like did you have a big break or something? Just like, um, for sure, when Interscope Records and Alamo Interscope working with Alex flew me out. Yeah. To LA and paid me to work out there for almost yeah. two weeks. You know? Alex, Hell yeah. The first time ever, I've never been able to go in LA all my life. You know what I mean? And, you know, I, I wasn't able to ever afford like a vacation in LA. So the fact that I, like, I'm doing something I love and then they pay for me to go out there and work, you know? How, oh, no, you good. You good. Yeah. I was going to ask, how was when LA? Oh, LA? Yeah, because I've been to LA. I've been to LA twice and it's so, it's nice, but it's crazy. I'm still like, you know, I'm still LA baby because like I've only been LA twice, but my okay. first time as far as going, like it's been amazing both times. Um, both times I feel like I gained something out of it strong that mm -hmm. I, when I come back here, I'm a whole different beast and I apply that and I go harder for the working harder so that the next trip is going to be another level up. Mm -hmm. uh, when I went out there with Alex, it was real dope. Me and Alex and Ben Chandler, we all flew out there the first time and so I, I owe it all to Alex because that's real love. That's like my brother right there. Yeah. I love Alex to death. I love Alex knows. I love him. <laughs> um, he was getting work with other producers, engineers. The label had him. You know, labels want you to work with different people. Yeah, uh, expand. They just want to help you. Yeah, grow, and that's understandable. But me and him really developed a really great chemistry working on the first project, his debut EP. Um, and basically, from that, while he was out there, he just wasn't feeling comfortable from what he told me and. He basically told the label, like, yo, I want to work with promo, only promo, no one else. Yeah. You know what I mean? So basically, the label, his manager hit me up and was like, yo, Alex doesn't want to work with anybody else. We had him with this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. And these are people working with like high profile, yeah. A list artists. And I'm telling I was like, bro, what's wrong? And he's like, it's just, they're not getting it. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. and yeah. I'm like no, like, man. there's different that. levels of engineering, but at the end of the day, like, there's even engineers with even less experience than me, even I, myself. And they might have a certain bond and chemistry with the artist, and I think that's the yeah. most important thing. Right, one hundred percent. Not just going to a studio and it's like, a, like, a, all right, can you do this? Can you do that? All right, cool. No, it's like when you like the they, you know, just things just happen. Like by the time you walk to the booth, I got a certain effect that I know is yeah. what you were imagining before you even told me, and then you dab me up saying, "Damn, bro, mm -hmm. Scotty Pippen, Jordan vibes." You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. that's hey, the LeBron, best feeling, Kobe bro. Nothing when makes when you like get something right for somebody. I know me as a videographer, like. When somebody tells me their vision and they don't know how to like put it out and yeah. you put it out and they give you that like bro like that i'm sure you same thing with music like they yeah. hear something or they or like they hear it in their head you know and like you bring it out or you give them that sound that they need that's like the most rewarding thing and sometimes you and myself i'm uh, the thing in the music you never stop growing at least that's how i like to look at it or in any type of media creative field so like you can always learn new techniques with your graphic design. Oh, always, yeah. And there's always new technology coming mm -hmm. up. So, and video work, and even you as an artist, there's 100%, always new ways bro. of new types of music, there's beats, drill, this, all that, new, new areas. Everything. You as an artist, you never stop growing in a creative. There's always Creativity ways keeps to grow. running. Things cycle, but cycle in a different way. You know what I mean? So, the way I look at it, too, is like, I don't know. All in all, working with Alex, we developed the kind of creativity that it was just, it felt natural and organic.
Nothing beats and, organic like and, connections. Yeah, and I didn't I never in my life expected and working with him. I was like, you know, it's Don's brother, cool, you know, that's yeah. awesome. But I don't look at things like that. I've met yeah. celeb- many celebrities and I've worked with many celebrities, you know, before between being a DJ and an engineer. Mm-hmm. And like they really are just regular people. Yeah. yeah and then some of them, yeah, they do have a high horse because they get treated that way. So they feed mm-hmm. into that and that's that's they put that wall up where like, all right, this is who I am then. They put themselves I understand on that, that pedestal. But sometimes you don't play in that and you just be you and hard work beats anything you know what I mean? how sure. time all the time so i feel Always. like for me what it was is they had high profile engineers but me and alex had something good and organic and i went out there you know i flew out there with them in the plane we took uber you know to miami uh, oh, my bad bro <laughs> bro we got <laughs> hold on i think this is the perfect time <clears throat> to remind all our viewers that if you are not smoking <laughs> get your smoke right baby if you get are not up. smoking get your smoke right roll up pack the bomb pack the bull whatever you got to do and get right now, whatever you got to do nah, i'm sorry promo I nah, just, just, just hit me bro i think i was trying to hit the blunt i think it hit me back oh nah, it's perfect yeah. <laughs> there you um, go nah man just in general just working with alex uh i flew out there with him and ben from miami went to la we were there for about 10 days they got us an airbnb they make sure to care of transportation. They pay me for my services, obviously. And Fire. at the same time, like to be honest, as much as I was out there, a majority of time. Excuse me, guys. <laughs> now you good, bro. A you majority of the time that we were out there, I might have engineered at most out of the ten days I was out there, at most maybe eight hours of my time I was out there. And the reason being is because at that point. <laughs> My bad boys. <laughs> at that point, when we were out there, you know, we were working at 1050. Really dope producer. Works heavily with Lil Got It, RP, uh, Key. Yeah. Damn. Um, he was working with Lil Key and other dope artists. Um, he got linked up with us through the management and all that. And uh, basically, we ended up working out of his crib. Okay. 1050 Mansion, they were calling it. Fire. And uh, shout out 1050. Always showed love. The second trap in LA embraced me again. We went right to his crib. That's good. Um, basically, we just, uh, you know, we popped off over there working. We had different producers coming through. He had some really talented producers, musicians, people who play actual instruments, you know, guitar, Ooh, bass, right. acoustic. Smooth. We had people bringing synthesizers and going crazy on the board. Mm-hmm. We were just basically trying to bring real elements. And it was like a work camp in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A producer's camp, you know. Just And 1050's crib, he was just tying people together. He usually does the trap shit. And he was trying to venture into the pop. And right. he's the producer of Freak Show. I don't know if you guys ever heard Freak Show from Alex, but that was yeah. on his last project. Yeah. Freak Show was actually produced on. by 1050, and we did out of that crib. Man, when I tell you them boys were working, we were up all, all night late. A lot of it was production, and then eventually came to a point where Alex decided he wanted to just record off of himself, record himself. Did you say he, did he record Run Out by himself? I believe so, if I'm not mistaken. I'll have to double check on that, but I'm pretty sure like half of, if not the whole thing, most of it. Or half. Freak Show, I think I think I recorded Freak Show here. Mm-hmm. We Yeah, we did Freak Show here. We completed Freak Show here. And then the vocals from his uh, feature on there were sent from an artist in Germany. Okay, cool. Oh, she was a pop, she's a pop artist that was popping out there well, in Germany. And I guess he was doing numbers in Germany, so, you know. Technology, man. That's, like, the thing yeah. with the algorithms, too, is you can see exactly where you're popping. Yeah. And, like, the fact that Alex was able to get, you know, somebody from Germany just because he was popping in Germany, like, that's so smart, too, because oh, yeah. that's going to do huge numbers over mm-hmm. there, especially when she's mm-hmm. posting the song. I that's think that marketing so. I don't, I don't know. You, I don't know. You. <laughs> it was it was interesting. It was an interesting experience trying to get Freak Show completed. Let's just say Freak Show was definitely... Uh, <laughs> a freak Show? That was definitely... Uh, 
uh, hell of a hell of a mission trying to get that completed. <laughs> but uh, Alex is so dope, man. I can't take nothing away from Alex. We were out there. He was he can even play guitar himself and stuff. Yeah, man. he's a he's great a dope vocalist. writer. He's he comes up with amazing melodies. I I haven't met someone that talented in a while until I worked with him and. Just him, like, off-rip, just off of, like, love, you know, and respect, and just... That was a great co-sign for me, I feel like. I feel like working with Alex definitely helped me elevate a lot in this local area. Definitely. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people started, you know, wanting to definitely fuck with me more seeing that, because, mm -hmm. you know, working with someone like Alex, that shows that, like, you know, it's, it's something, you know? He has good quality music, good everything, so... From that, you know, I, I definitely started working with a lot more artists out here locally, and real dope artists, you know? We got artists like Jada Rue. Yeah, the whole XMVIX, you know, they boys like that. Yeah, shout out all those boys, man. Yeah, there's a lot of dope, talented artists out here I got to meet, and throughout the last six years of engineering out here. Yeah. How long have you been here in this area, south of Florida? So I moved out here when I was like, I said like in like close to like '98. I moved out here. Oh shit! But then around 2000, like eight, 2007, I moved to like uh, Virginia for a year. Out in Stafford, outside of DC, like 30 okay. minutes. And then from there, I came back down to start 10th grade. And I was back out here in the Lee County area. Yeah. And then. You went to high school out here? I went to Mariner High School. Yeah. Oh, you went to Mariner too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to Mariner, bro. I didn't even know you went to Mariner. What year? I graduated 2011. 2011? Damn, yeah. I'm 19. 20, yeah, I'm, I'm gone. Is Dr. Michael Cook? still there? Nah, Mr. Cook. Nah, he looked like Ric Flair, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah bro, like nah, but every time I've seen him a couple times at pub, and he'll be like, Oh, I remember you, but I never had him in the class. I was like, You all right. did you ever do any crazy like, high school parties since you were like kind of like yes, a lot? Yeah. Actually, yes, my uh, <laughs> my 18th birthday party SWAT team came. No what? way, you got SWAT team, oh, that that shit happen. bro. Yeah. What do you have to do for the SWAT team? Yeah, how did that shit happen? Shout out to Julio for letting me use his crib. Yo, man, this is my senior year. And I was technically, I was technically going to turn 18 on like Sunday or Monday. And it was like a Friday or Saturday. So it was my 18th birthday party. I was still 17. So right. yeah. you understand why I said that. <laughs> uh, long story short, basically, it was just so, such a, it was a, it was one of those forward text message type eras. Like, I don't know if you guys ever had parties like that where it'd be like a forward text message address. Uh -huh. Like party at this address tonight yeah, type yeah. shit. Yeah. So like, it was like, you know, promo's 18th birthday party address. I was, I was off rip since I started as a DJ. I call myself DJ Promo. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah, I was about to say, that was my first and only DJ name ever. I know the That's DJ fine. names, but scratch those off <laughs> that I thought about. But um, nah, it was just a really lit party. It was packed. It was, it was I had did this in Cape Coral. It was a lot of people, really a lot of people, a lot of underage drinking. North Cape? Uh, North Cape Coral? You know where 24th is in Cape Coral? Where that, like, yeah. this is really sketch? 24th what? Like, is it North Cape or something? Like, Cape? you know, there's a roundabout at the end of uh, Hancock and Cape Coral. And then yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking that's, about. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if there was, like, uh, any type of weird. You just keep weird, going. Like, there's not a crime going. there like that, but, like, there's definitely, it's more lower budget, so it's, like, a lot of sketch. It's closer to North yeah. Fort Myers and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I got shot out out there, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it'd be like that. No, for real. For real, it'd be like that. Yeah, North Fort Myers would be. By, yeah. the, by the Boricua spot, you know what I'm talking about, on Pondela? Pericos or Pericos. Some shit like that. Yeah. That shit wild over there. But <laughs> it was pretty much in that area. And it was, yo, we had a party, a lot of people. The homie Long Julio. Short, I had put on a text that was going to end at 4 a.m., which I'm surprised we even ended past 10 p.m. in Cape Coral, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah, bro. 11 o'clock, it's over. Nothing happens after like 11 and 10. So, so long story short, uh, 
I, I told my boy, yo, Danny, tell everybody we're going to end the party at 2. I'm tired. I'm lit. I'm trying to end this. <laughs> my, my boys that on the crib, they look like they're ready to pass out. Yeah. You know, and at this point, you know, whatever girls there that were already lit, we had like one room where we were just putting all the girls like to just pass out all our girlfriends and all our homegirls. <laughs> yeah. you know, they're just stacked up on each other like in one room. <laughs> and then, you know, I guess apparently one dude, my boy comes back confused, looking at me I'm like, what's wrong with you? He says, I told everybody what you told me, but he's one group of guys, man. Oh, no. He's like, I'm like, what? He's like, they told me the problems when they say so. Suck my dick. Oh, that happened to us. That definitely happened to us. And my birthday Those party. Those are the worst people, bro. Really? Yeah. It was your party they told you that was undone yet? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, bro. They were just like, the party was over. We kicked everybody out. The cops had shown up like three times because we were jumping off the roof. Oh, you know, we were jumping off the jumping roof, off the, roof the pool. Yeah, performing. We did a on the show roof, on the roof. Like, yeah, I did a show. And uh, and bro, these guys just wouldn't leave. They were like all fucked up, and we were trying to tell them to leave like cordially, you know. And they just kept laughing. I just couldn't tell if they were fucked up or if they were just joking around. They said they were trying to wait for the Uber, bro. It took about like three hours for the bro, Uber to pull up. I'm like, yo. I went outside to meet a shorty, and we we in the driveway, like just like in her car and shit. And at first, I'm standing outside of her car for like 30 minutes, like not 20 minutes. And they're just like three houses down, standing at the neighbor's mailbox, just bullshitting. Like, like, I would, like their Uber must have been like a private jet or something. Shit, how long this shit took? <laughs> yeah, bro. And then one of the, we had girls, like, you know, the dudes, we, 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 we wait until we got to get to a certain point, like where we got to get angry. Cause there's just mm-hmm. no point again, like that, especially yeah. that late in the night when you're drinking everything, right? Got too much big things coming. Right, right. But the girls, nah, though, the girls weren't having that shit. So the girls came out and they're like, yo, what the fuck? Like, get out of here. Uh, so, now you got to come in there cause they, yeah, yeah cause then them. they got mad disrespectful. Like, no, yeah, and then yeah, they're yeah. like, they started saying, you know, call them bitches. And then the one guy, when he called one of the girls a bitch and told us like suck a dick, I was like, yo, that's when I piped up and I was like, yo, you don't gotta get rude like that, bro. Just honestly, just get out. And he just looks at me. I forgot what he said to me, but he like tried to spit at me and like, <laughs> yeah, like completely bro. missed, like hit like the microwave in front. I was like, bro. And I was so, inside the crib? Yeah, yeah, I was inside the crib. So then I got oh, a little hot whoa. and I said, uh, so whoa. I got a little hot, so I said something. So I was like, I was like, whoa. So I was like, I was like, yo, I was like, what the fuck? And his one boy. Kind of came back and just stared me down at the end of the hall. So I said, "What's up?" And nothing happened. They just ended up leaving Maybe. as we thought, but they just stood at the doorway for hours. It was just yeah, but at that point, bro. you'd have me on edge. Like if we just had a minor like bad energy, and then you're still lingering around. Yeah. Now you got me thinking all kinds of scenarios. No, yeah. Oh yeah. Now bro. you're a liability. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. So you know, it's now like, you're you, now you're putting me at risk, especially when it's like an Airbnb or some shit. Yeah. Bro, yeah. I ain't gonna lie to you. I was passed. I was knocked <laughs> yeah. out, bro. So if it, hey, so, if those and then guys, there was two. Yeah. Y'all listening to this pod, bro? Y'all weird, bro. Weird as hell. Do that. Just some yeah, weirdos. That That's As some weird fuck. Shit. That's some weird shit, but <laughs> no. it don't matter. It but don't yeah. matter. At least everything went smoothly, though. We, I mean, we had a good party, bro. That's why I yeah. asked oh, if you do yeah. parties. It was valid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they cut to it. They said that. Boom. And, you know, I was like, who? <laughs> Who, bro? Because, like, I'm not, like, I'm not Mike Tyson. Right. I'm not John Wayne, but I'm not Pee Wee Herman either. You yeah, know? no, yeah, no, no. It's all about principles, thing. you know? Like, bro, we're here vibing. Don't that fuck that shit It's up. not about energy. Either, yeah, like, let alone, like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we letting you vibe inside. We're not having a problem. You know, simple shit. Yeah, no, Things that about, you expect to be common sense, but unfortunately, uh-huh. you know. Especially when you're invited into somebody's space. Oh, yeah, and, like, You got to respect so, that. Like, when a party ends, what makes you want to stay at it? 
What the fuck? Exactly. <laughs> it's like mad late, bro. Like, now you're just fucking up the energy. It's yeah, just weird. Like, it's just like two in the morning. It's like, first of all, if you're not tired, you not have a girl to go see, you not have a place to go, you not like... Go you take know, care of your moms, Go bro. hug your dog. For real. Yes. Go talk to your moms. Go she told me something. she missed you last night. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just go do something. No, nah, but yeah. My speaking bo- of like staying local, bro, like since you've been here in this area, bro, how do you feel like the local music scene's changed since like people like Plies and shit? Oh, it's changed drastically. I think there's a lot more... Talent for sure. I think just the only thing lacking in the community is the business aspect. I mean, it's growing for sure, but it's still that's the biggest lack. I feel like there's so much raw talent. I just feel like there's a lot of people not either. They're not as self-aware of how they're branding themselves. Like, I feel like everything from not only video and pictures, but the way you like drop tracks, drop promotion, oh, yeah. marketing. Yeah. I feel like there's still like a large population of artists out here that still need to grasp. A better way of it. Understand more algorithms, digital stuff. How to treat. I'm the no product. genius at that either, but I know for someone behind the board, for you artists, you know, and anybody else that wants to excel in any brand and business, like yeah, I could do better at that too as well myself. And I've been growing with that myself, but I feel like that's just the biggest thing out here. I feel like a lot of people are dated out here with that. They're they're still trying to catch mm-hmm. on to like everything new as versus artists from bigger cities. So we have awesome. a lot of, uh, sorry not to cut you off, we just, no, you for any artists that's listening, because we have a lot of up and coming artists, whether it's music, you know, graphic design, videography, uh, but actually, you know what, let's touch up mainly on music. So would your advice to these people who are coming up and trying to become an artist, because we do know it's very difficult, um, what was, what is your best advice, would you say, to get technical and learn branding versus just like being having a pretty, pretty voice well, and some good music? Yeah, the biggest thing first off is don't just go by image of everything i think it's the biggest thing a lot of artists would try to go to like pick studios and have the baddest ass studios but maybe like maybe they won't have like the right engineer for them or something they just care more about the moment but they're not realizing the biggest factor like working with a producer hands-on goes a long way having direct connection with certain videographers goes a long way in creativity but besides that it's just doing education you know what i mean figuring out really how artists are out here you know handling their management um understanding how publishing and distribution really works. I think there's a lot of artists out there releasing music and they just go straight to SoundCloud or SoundCloud oh, yeah. and YouTube and they're not realizing like, all right, all platforms. Okay, when you drop on all platforms, how mm-hmm. are you collecting? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, simple shit. You're like actually that. doing something with your music. And, and mm-hmm. also the biggest thing out here is uh, too many artists think of, about trying to be the hottest artist in the city. And that's only gonna hold you back because you gotta think global, not local. Like if you 100%. try to think about like why is this guy down the street not fucking sharing my shit or liking my shit or coming to my local show? Like worry about the the bigger shows, you know what I mean? Try to get them opening acts or try to get those like audiences where you have like a important person there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't worry about someone that's just a place where people are gonna pull yeah. up anyways, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I think a lot of people get caught up with just the like the local fame shit out here. Versus in Miami, they know it's like the real deal shit, so they're trying yeah, to do bigger things. I agree. I feel or like LA, they, you know, they know yeah. there's bigger things out there, so they really on their toes. Like, mm-hmm. The right. ego here people is get um, people like I feel like as an artist, I've had a lot of trouble like working with a lot of people because some people just don't don't be showing up sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some people think that like they worth more more than you, more than yeah. Your and that's so I understand that too. Cause trust me, when I DJ at a club, like I would, I expect all my freaking friends to be there and all my yeah. following. Like yeah. if you guys really like all my posts, why the fuck are you guys not twenty minutes away at this club where I'm at tonight? You know, yeah. a stranger will support you before 100%. a friend will. One hundred percent. How many people will tag me in their posts? Come to me at the end of the night and dat me. I'll say, bro, that's you're fire, bro. You're the go. And there's right. great DJs, but. 
when they call you the goal, you're that guy. I made their world, I made their night, or had them mm-hmm. dancing all night. They're drenched in sweat because of my mix, you yeah. know what I mean? And I got these girls that are like, yo, yo, you made us dance because, you know, that's how the bar is going to make their money. You know you're an asset to a venue. Like, that's rewarding, you know what I mean? And yeah, you said that's from strangers. Becoming an asset, I think that's awesome, like how you just put that. Like, you can be talented, you know, you can you, you can put things together like, you you know, you make music or DJ. But being an asset, though, like actually bringing in a crowd, actually getting people to move, actually playing the right music yeah, and, you know, club to make money, that's the most important thing. I think it's a two-way road. For both artists, venues, clubs, DJs, anybody, I think uh, if you're an artist and you want to perform at a venue, because you don't know how many times I get hit up every day, because I, I got a packed out club every night. We're at mm-hmm. capacity every week, at King's Bar every Friday, uh, and then <laughs> Tanampa Thursdays. But Yeah, bro, give yourself a little shout out, bro. Let everybody know <laughs> yeah, where you're at. No, my seriously. boy Blast is the guy, man. Your schedule, Blast, man. 1K Promotions. That's the guy. That's the that's the that's the king of Naples to me right now, man. Yeah. He's been putting work, and he's a real genuine, humble dude. He's a really good promoter. He'll pack out any venue on any night. He just chooses what nights he wants to pack them out. You and where me? are you at usually during the week? Uh, I was at Fuegos, and now I've currently moved to uh, Kings Bar on Fridays. Okay. I'm gonna be doing my last night at Fuegos this Friday. Oh yeah. So that's All a real right. dope night for everyone to catch me in Cape Coral. Yes, and then yeah. every Friday after that, I'll be in Naples, spinning the hottest hip hop with some Latin music in there. I'll even drop some medium if that's the case. You know, we got a crazy ass CO2 cannon that shoots from the roof. I've seen that, bro. Yeah, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I'm just trying to venture out and still um, revamp myself as a DJ because I was doing it for a while. When COVID hit, I took a two year break and just focused on the studio. Mm -hmm. was Mm -hmm. my, you know, my shit really started booming. But now I'm back DJing. This past year and a half is when I came back DJing. And now it's like. So now that you got like 12 years in the game, you know, probably even longer, just like dabbling. Like, yeah, like 12 years in the game, you know, with all this wisdom and uh, experience, what do you say, like, now? What's your long term goal now? Like, what do you see yourself doing, or what, like, what have you tried to manifest for yourself lately? As far as like currently, like, my yeah, like for music or like, just like life in general, like, what do you, what are you um, aiming towards? Personally, really, this, this, this music journey is something I, I, I really want to continue growing mm-hmm. with. Uh, you know, when I was 14, I told myself I wanted to be hot engineer when i was 16 i told myself i want to be a hot dj i feel like i've definitely accomplished that locally right so now i feel like it's just about growing that more worldwide mm-hmm. i would love to dj in vegas i would love to dj in ibiza i would love to dj you know mm-hmm. worldwide i love to do sessions with all kinds of dope artists wait mean you know eddie we're talking about certain caliber artists and getting from this artist to another yeah. but right. in a genuine manner you know mm-hmm. i think that's kind of what i want to elevate you know cappy's been one of my biggest mentors uh, and that's someone that you know I've seen him from ground zero before he had a plaque, before he had a Grammy. And someone I worked with heavily, I've, when he was still doing sessions here, I used to come here and shadow him. And seeing where he's gone, I think it's kind of similarities. And I think that makes sense why organically, I kind of found the same path as him and Zay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, want, I would love to have my own studio one day. I'm not in a rush yet for that. I have a home here. Right. As well as other Works. studios. Shout out to Trackout as well, OG Baby, mm-hmm. and the boys. They, they take care of me there as well. I'm a freelance, you know, I go anywhere an artist feels comfortable. At the end of the day, it's about the music. And for me, I just want to kind of keep growing and be that go-to artist for a lot of, go-to engineer for a lot of artists, you know. Right. Um, eventually have a studio and eventually even dabble into other businesses. I want to open up businesses. I would love to open up a Checkers on 41. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 41 yeah. can use a Checkers, you know. We need that, that no facts. Checkers is for Charlotte, you know what I mean? After the strip club. When I lived in Orlando, when I lived in Orlando, <laughs> yeah, Orlando like, we didn't have checkers, checkers out here. So when I discovered the Checkers burger, I was in love, bro. Fire, dude. Bro, I love Checkers. checkers. I get a Checkers burger and some fries real quick. Is that quick. where everything's like miniature and shit? 
Nah, nah it's just normal burgers. That's where though. we that went after the strip club. The first time Emerald we went City, to the strip you're probably club. Talking about. Yeah, we went to Emerald City the first time. We snuck the <laughs> homie in. You remember <laughs> we snuck the homie in and nah, then we, we went to Checkers? I don't remember doing that at all, bro. Allegedly. What you're talking about. Allegedly. But yeah, Allegedly. I remember going. I do remember <laughs> going to uh, I do remember <laughs> going to Checkers. I love that shit. Yeah, I fuck with you, bro. He don't yes, say nothing. Sir. And then when he speaks, like a lawyer, allegedly. That's your guy right here. That's the homie, bro. No, for real. He keeps you safe. But do you feel like. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Do you feel like being a Hispanic? DJ in Southwest Florida gives you like some type of edge, like that international perspective, and like not just in Southwest Florida, but I think I like globally. I feel Hispanic out here. In no, one hundred percent. I feel like, I like, obviously growing up in here, generally in the states, you know, I'm Americanized, but I know the, all kinds of blends of culture. I grew up listening to hip hop, but also my parents old school from Puerto Rico, so salsa. I grew up with the old Latin music salsa. Yeah, I've had really dope friends that. Super Dominican and Mexican, banda, corridos, <laughs> dembo, bachata. Yeah. You know? So like, I, I, yeah, I feel like being a Latin in Southwest Florida makes the most sense, I guess, to be a, I guess, it be a good DJ, you know what I mean? Like it it makes sense naturally, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I've heard white DJs uh, spin the fuck out some dope-ass hip-hop and Latin music. I've seen black DJs dance better salsa than I can dance, you know what I mean? Oh, sure. My boy, my boy DJ, uh, DJ Dre, he's dope. He's from the islands. But he a black dude just... He'll take any Latin girl and he'll spin them right. <laughs> so, uh, you think DJ Riffick can do some salsa or what? Bag. Yo, I would love to see Riffick do some salsa. He could spin some music though. I tell for you sure. what though. Oh yeah. Riffick be holding down Sky Barn. He's he's been holding down the whole downtown area for real. So he's he's very respected. When I first started coming out here again DJing, because I started DJing in 2012, but it wasn't until like 2016 when I actually professionally had a mentor to show me, bro, this is how you're supposed to be doing it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like somebody- and then from that, that's how I ended up meeting Riffick. And Riffick embraced me in my beginning. And that's something I never forgot. Because to this day, every time I see Riffick, it's always been love. Anytime I need advice, he was there. Um, straight up, there's a lot of politics in this bullshit of music. Right. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And people don't think, you think people think, yeah, real deal, Holyfield, of course. Be real and genuine to yourself. But no matter what, what will get you past a lot of things is politics, unfortunately. Don't be fake, but also still be, understand everything has a consequence and a mm-hmm. cause and effect. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So always got to imagine like you on camera audio recording when you're doing anything in relation to your brand, your image. But even dropping that shit aside, Riffick's been genuinely behind that. You know what I mean? Right. When we take it off, we turn the cameras off, we vibing like we were. Riffick, day one, you know, he's always been genuine with me. Well, stand too. a father too, man, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I just, yeah. I love that's something him. we have a bond with too because when he first had his kid, he was calling me, asking me for little things yeah. too. Like, yo, bro, I know you're dad now and shit, you know? Yeah. So Riffick's always showed me a lot of love. So I was going to ask you about that. but go, no, go ahead. How, how is it like um, balancing the DJ life, like producer life and being a father? It's, how old is your son? My son is four now. Yeah? Yeah, I have my son full time. He lives yeah. with me full time. Uh, yeah, uh, the little homie. Me and his baby mama, you know, it's, it didn't work out, but whatever. It's love. But uh, I have, he lives with me. Mm-hmm. I have him Monday through Friday, take him to daycare and the weekend, you know, one Beautiful. of the days I take off from the studio. Boy. Mm-hmm. It's definitely hard because my schedule is fucked up. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I could imagine. Um, I, you know, I feel like the biggest thing for me is um, time management, and I'm not the best at it, to be honest. I try my best. Uh, typically, I'll do my session set up like, he goes to daycare in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, from that, he gets picked up at the end of the day. Uh, you know, luckily my lady, I have a, a lady, she helps me out, my girl, Ashley. And she she helps me a lot. You know, I think that support helps me a lot. If it wasn't for that, I'd be coming a lot more out of pocket too with certain things and wouldn't be able to take as many sessions. So having a support system is the biggest thing. 
And for those Facts. who don't, you know, I salute, big salute to you, you know. It's still hard for me, you know, to this day because, you know, at the end of the day, it's my child, you know. Yeah. So, like, right now, I, you know, he's being watched, but it was bedtime, so it just made mm. sense. Yeah. But that's off to you, though, man. You're still making it happen. Yeah, yeah, no. So, mm -hmm. pretty much, it, it's 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 definitely doable, you know. Do you bring at him the around day, the music? Huh? Like, do you bring him this facility? Do you oh, bring him man, the I got sets? pictures for day him here. Yeah. Hell, yeah. Awesome. I even had him come to sessions before when he, you know, when he got a little bit older, where I know he'd be like, yo, just sit there and chill out, be quiet. He's <laughs> four now. Yeah, you know, he's still a kid. He's excited and shit. He's a really smart kid. And he I understands what's important, though. So, yeah. like, I brought him around sessions. Actually, one of my DJ tags is him. I have in the club. I go, I press the button. It says him saying my name, DJ. That's promo. fucking. Dope. Oh, that's awesome. It's just a kid. Yeah, it's a kid's dope. voice in the club saying DJ promo. Shout yeah, out to him. So I be doing a crazy that's mix. They twerking. Sick. He's with me in the club. But um, nah, man, it's doable. It was hard in the beginning, but anyone who has a kid, they know like it's hard in the beginning. But then you kind of like naturally like when you get a new job or you start school. You know, in the summertime. When it was like you were sleeping in and you were staying up late, but he had to start school again, waking up super early. Yeah. And like you fall back, but then after a month, like you're back to waking up early as fuck right. again. You're on point. It's yeah. just a rhythm. You find your rhythm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I feel yeah. like anyone can still chase the dream and mm -hmm. shit. You know what I mean? When I went to LA, I had my kid, you know? Mm -hmm. That you didn't stop him. me. I had to figure it out, but I figured it out. If you want something, you'll figure it out. But always time management is a big deal. So I make sure every weekend I take one day, either Saturday or Sunday, one day completely off. So I could be with them chilling and off, you know? Just hanging out. And then, you know, so today, today, uh, I think yesterday was my day. And then today, you know, it's going to be my work day and just do some mixing and stuff. Perfect. Hanging out with you guys today. So there we go. I try to alternate that. And then I try my best to set up my sessions while he's in daycare during the day. Mm -hmm. So that way I can have the nighttime off. But to be honest, most of the time of the week, I have, I take nighttime sessions. So that's just I mean, what it is. A lot yeah. of the art, like, it's created hard, at night. A lot of them, you know but it's going back to him because with this... You know, I'm able to give them great experiences, you know? Exactly. Yeah. No, for sure. Meeting and people, being around. That's the best around. thing you could give to a kid, yeah. too, though. Too, mm -hmm. I think he told me he wants to be a DJ like, like me. You know? I was That's about to say. That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, like, I was going to ask. Like, You're mini-me. Yeah, he did ask. Like, I have a little turntable. I have, like, my secondary one, my backup. And sometimes I'll have him there, and he, like, likes to play with it. But one That's time he told me, like, Daddy, I want to make music like you. But he actually, he said producer, not DJ. And okay. the fact that he said producer as a four, I want to be a producer like you. I'm like, what? You know, maybe you're just saying that because you're he in the moment, what? but it's a right. fact that still, I got a picture like... with him sitting on my lap while I'm mixing a song, you know. I, I never, my, my father wasn't really like involved with me like that. Like he was mm -hmm. like an in and out type person. Right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm trying to be the opposite. So like with uh -huh. that, musically, I feel like that's a big connection because I feel like I'm trying to start that bloodline of like, now you're going to be better than me when you're my age. Like when you're my age, I expect you to be like a beast already. Like mm -hmm. maybe I could start something to where like you can make it even bigger and like, if I don't make it, you make it. So at the end of the day, I'm gonna win. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you can save him so much time. You know, you gotta teach him all the stuff. Like everything don't do I that, yeah, do I'm a cheat code for him right now. And even then, let's say he doesn't want to do music. Let's say he wants to do cook or I don't know, play tennis. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna make sure I get him the best. He's a tennis chef. Mm -hmm. I'll get the best I can to excel in that. A tennis chef. You just gotta. That's what it's about. You just try to get them, shape them, shape them the best you can. You right. know. And I was gonna ask you too with that, like, which I guess my it kind of answered it. I was gonna say like if your son grows up and he's like, Dad, I don't wanna go to college, like I wanna do this shit. Like I know for me, like a generation of parents, like I know for me, Santi, I'm not I'm not too sure about Austin, um, but I know it's just like, you know, you tell your parents you wanna do something that's not like the regular traditional route like college and school, et cetera. I mean, especially being immigrants like me and Santi, like their parents literally risked it all to come here and they're like, Oh, you wanna fuck around with the camera? Like yeah, it's kinda how it was real. at first. Now now wow. for me, my parents yeah. believe in it a lot more, but 
you know, it's that's like, how it was. My mom, my mom was so against me going to school instead of the army. She's like, go to army, they'll pay for your school. They want you to take the safe route. They don't want you to do it. Like they don't really yeah. care That's what you want. They right want you to there. be they safe. Want security, bro. They want you the security. They want to make sure you have that money, that health insurance, whatever you Which need. Which is cool. So Power that, to people that take the safe route and it works out for them. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing wrong with it. But, but like, you know, I feel like life, like it's about living, it's bro. The journey. It's not about surviving and like you know being straight. It's about living and experiencing. One hundred percent. Like everyone has their own different circumstances. And own like responsibilities like, fuck yeah! If I got like five hundred bucks tomorrow, why not? If I could take a trip to like somewhere and back, but I got to think about my son first and realize like I got daycare, man, man, this, this, this. <laughs> but that's why I hustle hard. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So fuck all that. But the reality of it is like you know, pretty much what you said. Like you know, living living life, enjoy it. So for me, it was it's experiences. You know, point A to point B. It's not about where you get to; it's how you get there. Yeah, and I feel like it's, that's the funnest part. Us too, like bro. What you're asking me is like, where do I want to be? I have the idea where I want to be, but I can't say exactly where because two years ago I thought I was I wanted to be somewhere else, and I realized I want to go this way. Mm -hmm. yeah. Same thing with at one point in high school, I did want to go in the army and say, you know, I'll take the safe route. Then right. I go to college for music. We don't know any better too. Boom, 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 boom. But then I thought to myself, if I go to the military right now, I'm gonna be like six months in boot camp or whatever, all that. I'm like, that's taking me away from being in the studio. That's taking me, mm -hmm. like, that's going to take my drive and passion. I'm going to be around a bunch of people that just want to go, like, in military mode. And I grew up with a military family, too, you know what I mean? I have a brother in the military. My grandfather's military. My dad was in the military. So it was like, that military influence was very, like, yo, do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. What pushed you to do music? Like, what was the, like, did you have, like, or did you just yeah, well, like, fall in there, love with it? Or I was obsessed with it, bro. There's just, no, it just, nothing else made sense. Was there someone, like, in your life, younger, that was making music that, like, inspired you? My cousin, Carlos, DJ Red, R.I.P. So, when I first wanted to become a DJ, they, my dad's sister's son... My aunt's, my cousin. Your cousin. <laughs> Everybody does I was just tracking it down. I was like tracking yeah. it down for a second. I had to track it down. Just, but um, my he was his name was Carlos Lopez, DJ Red, very popular DJ. He was a DJ producer, Tech House. He produced Tech House, and he was a DJ Tech House. But very popular. He was one of the innovators in the Tech House scene in Puerto Rico. Mm. Um. He was a popular DJ. I mean, this dude opened up for David Guetta, went on tour with Tiesto back in Tiesto's prime. Wow. That's uh, hard. Boys driving a Mercedes off of just being a DJ, which these That's days different. you can't just be a DJ. You have to have yeah. a DJ in another job. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. nice. I mean, I'm blessed to be studio and DJ, so it's like music is all around. Mm -hmm. but most people don't work a normal nine five and DJ these days, you know? This guy was like just full time DJ, like, and he was badass, real dope producer. Um, fortunately, he passed away uh, Christmas about like, uh, Say about 2017, 16. Yeah, passed hard, away. Man. Yeah, no, but you know, I appreciate that. He 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 was the reason I really wanted to pursue DJing to a higher he raised my expectation as a DJ. Yeah. Same way Cappy raised my expectation as being an engineer producer. You feel me? Like you are who you surround yourself around, you know? Mm -hmm. So this guy, man, I want to be DJ at 16, 16, 17-ish. I think it was six, 15, I want to be a DJ, and 16, I went to Puerto Rico. I used to go to Puerto Rico every summer. I used to be there for three months and work every summer at a clothing store. Uh, that's how I ended up buying my turntable and my drum machine mm -hmm. you know, the following summers. He, uh, they found out, you know, my family found out I want to be a DJ. I had an interest. They were like, yo, link up with your cousin. You haven't seen him since you were like a kid. He's going to be in Puerto Rico when you're in Puerto Rico. He's going to be, you know, maybe he could go there when he's DJing. Keep in mind, I'm 16. Mo to drink in Puerto Rico, it's 18 and up. But this was in San Juan, a hotel San Juan. 
at Club Brava. And in there, it, since it's a tourist location, they made it 21 and up to drink that club. Oh. And to answer. Damn. Homeboy, so G, man, OG, man. He told me, he found I was in Puerto Rico. I'm gonna come to the Brava be at, blah, blah. My mom dropped me off at the club. <laughs> I'm over here 16. He walks to the front. How you doing, primo? It's been a minute. That's Yo, lit, bro. Boom, boom. All right, just follow me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sixteen, bro. Sixteen. Did years you look sixteen or were you one of like them old ass looking sixteen year olds? I was a jet, bro. Yeah. <laughs> no facial boy. hair, super, super, super skinny, like, <laughs> small dog. Pequeñito, pequeñito. Scared, like yeah. you know, what I, mean? I, I don't drink like that. <laughs> Homeboy brings me in, like uh, right through the front, just like daps up the bounce and that's a. Let me play more. Boom, walked right in, packed out. Uh, Joy Randy's DJ was having his birthday party celebration there. So it was packed. All the hottest DJs of like reggaeton and tech house, they were all like, you know, they're there, you know, to do a DJ rotation. And, you know, even though he's a tech house DJ, he still, you know, he grew up in Puerto Rico. So it's like all the people from the barrios, they know each other. You know? Yeah. Reggaeton DJs, tech house DJs, still, you know what I mean? It's the industry over there. And he still dropped like, it's a club club and it's a commercial club, like white people. So, you know, they'll still drop some house music and shit, you know what I mean? Fucking love promo. It's all that. You know, it's a tourist spot, you know? No, yeah, yeah. Floyd likes to go out there when he's on vacation. And it was cool because that night, Miguel Cotto was in VIP with us. He's a boxer, real dope boxer. That's lit. I didn't even know who Miguel, that was Miguel Cotto. I knew who Miguel Cotto was, but, you know, in real life, sometimes you see people, you don't really like, is that them? Yeah, and you kind of just like- I was kind of staring at him. He was making out with some chick all night in VIP. Couldn't really talk, couldn't really talk. I was like, I don't want to like- Go I'll tap him like, oh yeah, yeah yo, that's the, that's awkward as hell. But the next it. day, my cousin confirmed, yo, that was my girl Cotto. Especially a boxer too. They slap on yeah. a twenty one and up band on me. I have. He's like, what do you drink? I'm like, water. <laughs> Nothing. What do you, whatever Juice. you're having, hands me whiskey and coke. Oh and yeah, I, was, I think it was like Black Label or some shit. Valid. I was lit, bro. I was going having the top floor VIPs. Then he he spun a set and DJing. Everyone showing him love on. I just coming up to him, dapping him up. Showing, he's like, let's take pictures and shit. And next thing you know, I'm just like, yeah. That's what, what you want to do. I think I want to be a DJ. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, but I always love music. I love all kinds of music, man. I can listen to I can listen to Latin music. I can listen to hip hop. I can listen to house. I can listen to indie music. Who's your number pop. one artist right now? And what? Like, what's like, what's the one thing you're bumping? It doesn't have to be your number one artist, but like, like what, what are you bumping right like, now? Like, yeah, like, right now. Like, like, what would you recommend to the listeners? What day are we at? We at July 24th, 10.58 on a Sunday. What are you bumping, bro? To be honest, a lot of shit I've been bumping lately is the shit that I've been working on because I'm yeah. trying to perfect uh, that shit. I feel you. Okay. A okay. lot of Jada Roo's music, Yano's music, like, okay. uh, Rip's music. Um, but as far as the commercial aspect, uh, I've been DJing so much lately, so it's been a lot of like, a lot of Bad Bunny. That album, dude, that yeah. album, he's killing it. Oh, yeah, man. Bad Bunny's pretty much the main guy. Um, Breaking records. Alpha's always dropping heat. That DJ Odani, yeah. you know, at the Dembo wave with the Dominicans is really big right now. It's huge, bro. Uh, I love reggaeton. Just reggaeton. It's just it's a powerhouse. Classic, so. bro. Classic. Um, Can't go wrong. I'm still trying to like lately. I've been spending so much Latin venues that I'm getting recalibrating again with the hip hop, but. As far as the hip hop, man, I don't know. Like, I like some hard shit, like Forty Two Dog, oh Hot Boy, he loves Forty Two Dog, like, shit like that. Like, that should be done. We play that shit. I play that shit. Hot Boy, Forty Two Dog, little baby. Hot Boy you know, smacking right now. Shit like that. Future. Hot Boy's can never go wrong. Kodak, all that. Right, right, right. Bro, at, at um at Rolling Loud, did you see? Um, oh we didn't go to Rolling Loud. We just came back from Miami actually yeah. like a couple hours ago. Oh yeah. But we didn't go to Rolling Loud. We celebrated Santi's twenty uh, first birthday. Shout out Santi! Yes, Happy sir. birthday, buddy! Beautiful. Thank you, folks. Yeah, yeah for real. Sir. Happy birthday again, bro! I'm gonna drink to that. So we were out there uh, celebrating his birthday. We were just kind of trying to be around everybody, network a little bit. Um, but we saw on our last night, last night we were scrolling through Instagram and uh, Kid Cudi. 
Yeah, he got booed. He got booed, and they threw shit at him. And Kanye wasn't supposed to perform because he backed out. And then he ended up coming out dressed up. But he's a super villain. Cuddy, wait, wait. So Kanye actually performed? Yeah. yeah. So, so he just shit on Cuddy, basically. Yeah, so, uh, Austin Kanye, got down. So Rolling Loud announces. Did beef? Did have beef? Yes. Yeah. This is, this is what makes it crazy. So Kanye <laughs> announces, <laughs> uh, yo, I'm not performing a Rolling Loud anymore. I'm pulling out. And it was all because... He wanted to bring out Travis Scott, and apparently, because whole shit. Apparently, wow. Travis Scott can't perform there because of Astro World, the shit that happened. Was he like on a probation? Or is it for I don't know because Dirk brought him out, or Future brought him out last night at Rolling Loud. Wait, Future brought Travis out? Yeah, yeah, without bro. Rolling yeah. Loud knowing? Yeah, it's what, yeah, what, yeah, what happened? Nothing. They were lit. They didn't say nothing. Yeah, he was just kind of screaming on the mic. Well, they, well, no, no. So cow. do you think Tra like Travis Scott came there like privately, like hidden yeah. the whole time? Like, he had to have like, been, bro. Like Live Nation it. venues are not letting him perform because yeah. of the people that passed oh away. Oh my god! So he's, they probably gonna be more tighter. Like if they see Travis Scott, you gotta leave type bro, shit. Now. But he had that bitch bumping. Oh, bro, I like so Travis. Mosh pitting, bro. bro so I really feel bad about whoever lost their lives after but I'm. He's a great performer. Do you think it was Travis's fault? Let's get to it. Was it Travis's fault? No, and that was shit. Then you cut that shit out. But back to like Lumani is a whole other topic. But for that aspect, he was just lit. It was a great show. And I know I've been on stage before where niggas are telling me like, "Stop!" I can't hear shit. I'm going hard. I'm like, "Yeah." You say harder, I hit the air horn. Like you know, in front of all them lights, bro. All those people are screaming. Nah, being on stage is different angle from when you're in the crowd and people are yelling. You when you got something else blasting opposite, like you got mm -hmm. your monitors thumping at you, you're not hearing people yelling at you. You just hear people going like, "Yeah," you know. Yeah, what I mean? right. At that point, mm -hmm. I'm gonna yell like, "Yeah, yeah, you like that?" <laughs> so the Kanye, met, Kanye no, came yeah. out after Cudi, so, right? Wow. So Cudi, yeah, was so right? Kanye announces he's not going to perform at Rolling Loud because of the Travis thing, and then they announce Cudi's gonna replace him as the headliner for uh, the Saturday Night Show. <laughs> oh, one shit. of the first Saturday Night, Friday Night, one of the two, but it doesn't matter. Why did they fall out? You got the um, flame. It's mainly like. Cuddy's soft and obviously Kanye's Cuddy's soft. a fucking villain. And Cuddy's you know, a demon. It just eventually just break Cuddy up every Kanye? time. It was like Kanye. time expired. Yeah, pretty much. It was I think it was. They had a good thing Donda. going, man. They made the whole, great music. The whole, bro. When they, Pusha they, T was on there, dude, they had two a chains great song on and Cuddy. They had a solid band, mm -hmm. like foundation. And oh, they, yeah. the Kids See Ghost album? Fire. Fire. Reborn, bro. Mm -hmm. Classic. So they announced Damn. Kid Cudi's performing. Everybody's mad because I feel like Ye doesn't perform that much anymore. So a lot of people were buying tickets for Rolling Loud just to see Ye, to be honest. Because, like, fuck, it's Ye. And yeah. a Ye show is fucking something else. And Ye cancels. Cudi takes that. And then Cudi's performing. People are just throwing trash at him the whole time he's up there. Jesus So he Christ. runs off stage mid-set, just dips. And then I think it was right, uh, it was later that night. Um. Dirk performs and brings out Kanye. Oh shit. Right after right after Cuddy runs off stage and can and Kanye cancels, he comes out with her Dirk set, painted in all black with like some super villain sunglasses on over his hoodie. For real. Dude, it was and Gotham. Fucking it was nuts. straight Gotham. <laughs> who, who would you Miami say was, was better Gotham. though? Travis Scott coming out or Kanye coming out? What was more impact? <sighs> Kanye. Kanye? Wow, yeah. Kanye. It, it was, I think Kanye just because of what happened with Cuddy. Yeah, it was like some real life super yeah. shit because of the people seeing like a live like showdown. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was like so much yeah. leading up to that moment. Like that's what those beefs though. are for, bro. It's what I like the beefs that. are for. That's good culture right there, though. You think yeah. it's you think it's legit though? Or you think that was staged by Rolling Loud? That's I mean, a fire show. It could be staged by Rolling Loud, but I don't. They, Kid Cudi wouldn't go out. I don't like think that. they would. Yeah, bro, Kid Cudi like, wouldn't go out like that. How do you that's feel about disrespecting artists? He wouldn't want to lose his manhood like that. I don't think anyone should ever disrespect artists unless like the artist came out very like out of pocket. Bro, he, he was, was just doing his thing, bro. He was I'm not doing that If he was like, I was like, fuck all your city and fuck you, yeah, boo yeah. that guy. But the dude just coming out there, you don't fuck with him right now. Like, 
like I think um there's a thing with MGK when he got booed at that uh like rock event. I know what you're talking about. Slipknot. He was having beef with Slipknot for a little bit. So long story short, whatever him Slipknot had going on, he had some type of shit and he said some shit about like uh I'm not like some fifty year old guy still wearing a mask or some shit like he just dissed them <laughs> for like their whole fit and everything because like whatever they had going on behind the scenes that like, no one knew. But once you bring that shit to the light publicly, it's like no one knew. You didn't have to say that shit. And now naturally that crowd, they start booing him. I guess he kind of did deserve that. I wish he didn't get that for that because I think he's, you know, I have my ifs. I'm not an MGK fan, but I'm not against yeah. him. I think he's, he's you know, he has his moments. I think yeah. he, you know, he's in his own little uh, little pocket. I just, he's I'm a, just not a fan I, of that pocket. You I know just I mean? don't like how he came <laughs> off like as a really badass. I'm an MC brrr, machine yeah, he gun. Wanted, and now he's like, yeah, bro, now nah, I'm a rock star. Yeah, he like, like, you said <laughs> came off like that first. It was like, he was kind of being like a culture vulture at first. And then he switched up like as yeah, soon as he, he got this. But now it makes him double culture vulture because it makes him not mm -hmm. look like now you're just trying to double down. It's yeah. like, bro. Like once he like, got that big fandom, he switched over to make the music he really wanted to make. You know what I mean? And then see, I think he does a pretty good job. He doesn't do that, bad. Right? Gets, it's not my thing that not my cup of tea to like sit there and be like, oh man, you hear that music? I've seen clips <laughs> of his live shows and they look, they look nuts, but I would never go to No, that. yeah, he looks, I mean, he looks like he's doing his thing in the yeah. punk rock era. I liked him I mean, in that movie area. they did for uh, the rock band. I don't even know. I, I know. ain't see it. I always sure. got to see it. He's a good actor. Yeah, but he, he bagged Megan Fox, though. So oh, Megan oh, yeah. Fox. She is just, she like a revamp, too, bro. She's like, so bad, bro. I remember when Transformers came out, everybody, that was like every that was my little baby. boy's like yeah. everything, right? Yeah. And then I saw her a couple years later. I'm like, nah, man, she's she's you know she's pretty, but she wasn't all that. And now she's with MGK, and I'm just like, I want to some weird shit, though. Nah, y'all want to talk about MGK? You might as well talk about what's Kim's, Kim's man. Pete, they're oh, best friends skeet. too. MGK and yeah, Pete they are best friends. Yeah, they did photo shoot naked and shit. Yeah, <laughs> you think for real? Yeah, bro, they're on so some shit. So some Calvin Klein underwear, whitey tighties, having a good time. How you feel Trip, about? Man. How you feel about like the Kanye Pete beef? Kanye who? Kanye and Pete beefing over Kim. <laughs> Kanye Kanye's crazy. <laughs> Kim's enjoying it. Pete's winning. I, I mean, no yeah. facts. I mean, bro, Pete's it just, get at this point, it's just like. Sheesh, and then you change the channel. Like, yeah, yeah. Right, I don't know. At this point, it's kind of it's over. It's gone annoying. Like, at this point, she she done had Reggie Bush. She, she done, done had, the whole had Ray J. She had everybody. She, she had everybody. She, at this point, it's like, what are you really fighting for? This like once I know for sure that my girl's moved on with another nigga and like literally physically moving on and yeah. her having a good time. Like, I don't want that back. Yeah. Why? Why do you even? And they added that threesome the next day trying to pull that stunt to make him feel better. And then mm -hmm. he's still over here crying about her, you know what I mean? But then again, you know, love is love will make you come out of character and do some dumb shit. I'm a I'm guilty of that, you know. Thanks a lot for his I think we all love will make you do some crazy shit you never want people to see or hear about. Yeah, that's you know facts. Know? That's facts. But now, you know, um the one thing that I did want to talk to you about, which I think is super cool. Um, you know, you did mention a lot about working with Alex Fike. Um, but obviously, how was uh what are your experiences working with Dominic Fike? Oh, I, I personally never worked with Dominic okay. Fike. Right. Um, he's always worked heavy with Cappy out here. Yeah, nice. Uh, I think Cappy is the GOAT, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's that's fun, it's kind of like uh, Cappy was with Dom, and mm. then uh, I'm like, right. I was with Alex. Because you know I wish, I love Dominic Fike, man. Like a, a lot of his music is just quality. I mean, I know we've we've had our fair share of moments just, you know, playing Dom in the in the apartment, in the car, whatever the case may be. Yeah, but yeah. I will say, though, Alex for sure is another one. Like just uh, someone talented. that I wish was like kind of like, just with him, you know, just doing Not the same thing because he's, he's fire. I, I personally, bro. like, I've, I've hung out with Dom, obviously, you know, okay. and vibed with Dom. I think Dom's real dope, though. Like, I've heard a lot of music from Dom uh, that I'm like, wow, that's that doesn't sound like anybody out here, you know mm. what I mean? And oh, most definitely. He always gives props to Alex, ironically, believe it or not, because Alex is actually the one who got him to start singing. 
Dom used to just rap, you mm-hmm. know? And then Alex was born into the pop and singing. He's a crazy MC, bro. Dom. Dom's Dom really can dope. Rap. Dom, Dom was what Dom was a big topic when they did a top ten MC out here with Curate. Yeah, Dom Dom's dope. I think Dom's a legend for sure. Already he paved his way. He yeah. still has ways to go as far as we look at it as like the more global mainstream market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe we compare him to like the the weekends and the Drakes of that yeah. level of stardom. But that man's a He's star. on his way, man. Even yeah. even before like, you know, all the big things he's doing and more big things he's got going, I feel like just being around him, like he's just genuinely a star. Like just Yeah. He's just like a crazy kid. Right. A cool mm-hmm. crazy kid down for a good time who can make dope music. Mm-hmm. Well, he's always, wild. He's a wild card. I always thought Dom was the older brother, but Alex is, ain't it? Dom's the older brother. Dom is? Yeah, Alex Dom is, is the baby. Alex is the big baby. Damn. Alex, oh, is Dom, Alex is just taller. Okay, Alex so is a little bit taller and a little bit more, more mean on okay, yeah. Sure. yeah, okay, so then that makes more sense. Because yeah. I heard a song where like Alex was saying, like, I'm going to do a song with my little baby brother, Dom, but he was probably just... Alex always tries Dom. He's <laughs> 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 be trying his At this point, so. Alex is like a major troll. He's the troll of trolls. Like, <laughs> he is, love watching I love watching... Yeah, his stories, his stories are... So he'll do some shit that'll make you say nothing. You're just... You're just like, what? Watch it again. Like, yeah, you know, let me watch it again. I love Alex because he's the thing. One thing I could tell anybody, all that shit that you see is just genuine, bro. Like, he, he does a lot of wild shit, but that kid is smart. Like, Alex is so smart and he's so genuine and he really means well, dog. Like, if you're on his bad side, I feel bad for you. But for the most part, he really loves his kid. I've seen him. He loves his kid. And Maddie, she's a great mother. Um, they're just all around great, you know. Dude, his relationship—he's matured a lot. It's awesome, just he definitely bro. had his kid, though, you know. I love the that'll I love make the you mature a lot. Of his kid, bro, like he just be—he just his be like. Kid is so cute. Yeah, that's bro. Fuck, bro. That's so nephew so right there. Him. I call him every time I call him. I say that's nephew. Yeah. So there, his 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 son just turned um, a year old. For real? Yeah, like two weeks Damn. ago, I was I was at his birthday party. That's where I saw Dom and Happy Contra Birthday Dash and Cap, Cappy, Cap Cliff, Stunner, all them boys. It was good to see them. Thanks, that's dope, man. And that's why. Hell yeah. Part of the sport, man. I mean, you know, having a kid in the music industry is never easy. Yeah, but like I said, bro, like... You You just got to learn how to balance it. If you really want something, you'll go and get it. Always. Life, there's always going to be obstacles, you know what I mean? It's just about whether or not you're going to figure out how to hurdle it, you know? Exactly. You know, I had a kid that didn't stop me from anything, and I love him, and I greatly, and I'll never regret that. I never grabbed my kid, and I'm there full time for him. So if he ever needs me, I'm always going to be there to, you know, the day I'm not here. Oh, that's awesome. You're constantly learning with them too. Bro, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Relearning shit too. Sometimes I'll those he'll say some song like what? <laughs> How'd you learn that? You How know, you know that? I don't. You know what I mean? Funny. Like, kids yeah. are impressive. He's only four and he's using the Xbox like it's like simple, you know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> ah, I don't like it, man. He's growing too fast, bro. That's I feel like we all did. Tom, yeah. Tom yeah. yeah, we all we all grew up pretty quick. Have you guys ever been out there yourselves? No, I'm going to He soon. has. I'll where you guys yes. need to go, man. I'm trying to go with yeah. Yano next month for his birthday. Yeah, he told me he was trying to go out there and stuff. You yeah. guys gotta definitely go out there. If you go out there, get Airbnb. Yeah, I mean that try to whoever you know out there already mm-hmm. or that you can know, try to reach out to them, set up your yeah, I have a I have a couple people and then I have actually like the same kind of connection you had, like when you had like were able to get flown out and like stay with uh at uh, like uh, 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 Giraffe nuts, bro. I'm stuttering like a bitch. He was done. He was done. He got the CPU. Yeah, I might go. Uh, I'm gonna go stay out there with somebody to do a lot of work with. But so I'm gonna go out there for my first time real soon. Any opportunity like that, bro? Like even you gotta sleep on the couch, the floor. I'll sleep exactly. on all that. I'm saying, exactly. me too. That's, exactly what I'm That's saying. how I rock. Yeah, That's like, how I rock. When I was in LA, I was, I was the second time. I didn't have Airbnb from the label. This is straight out of my pocket. 
with some homeboys. Shout out to Short Life and Par. So when I went to LA the second time, that was out of pocket. That was a trip. Like I made connections from the label going out there, and then I stayed up to date. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was genuine. You know, some shit's genuine. It was real. Don't let it go. It's worth Keep it. Keep it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when you find something genuine, you never know where that could go. Cause like, okay, this person's dope, and you guys are talented. But like, give it another year. Maybe you guys are getting like. You know what I'm saying? Like you guys, your podcast is gonna be somewhere else in a year from now. Exactly. I already know it. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things where, like, when I was out there, I made sure I, when I felt good connection with the producers and engineers, cause I was still kind of like, I don't wasn't trying to be out there like a hoe, like you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, leave. Well, when I knew someone was like, I fuck with you, yo, bro, uh, what's your IG? And they follow me back. You know what I mean? Cause like these are good ass producers and shit. I follow up on that. You know, went out second trip. My boy Short Life and Par, they were going to go out there, and we had a good connection. They were from. They live in Austin, Texas, and they flew out here once so just to vibe with me because we yes, met through Insta- uh, Instagram. That's family, though. And I started hearing their music, and at first he tried to link with me, and I started hearing their music, and I was like, you know, I don't know you. And then <laughs> next thing you know, I saw Vader, I'm like, oh shit, you're dope. Yo, you're dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> next thing you know, we started video calling each other. It became like a relationship off of FaceTime, him and his wow. brother. Uh, his brother's a producer, and he's the artist. Mm-hmm. Really sick. They got their own studio in Austin. They'll take care of you guys. They'll go Austin. That's the spot. The guys oh, do. yeah. We'll definitely yeah. have to hit you up when we do that. Um, nah, but long story short, they're going to go out. They want to go out to LA. They'll, you know, they're going to network. And they told me, though, it'd be cool. We're going to go out there. They got that connection. They flew out here and link with me. We end up going to Circle House, working right. out there, going out here, you know. It's networking. You build like a spider web, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You meet someone from this person, this person. And I, I literally, like, you're going to LA. And I was like, I know it's, been, it's about to be hit one year mark since I went to LA. I got to keep this shit fresh. Yeah, I go back. I can't be you forgotten. Know. You know, right. get that link strong, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'll be hitting up my year in 1050, November. 1050, bro, bro. Because it was all love. 1050 showed me nothing but love. So I know it's like, if I could physically be there, bro, let's keep that shit going. Keep that mm-hmm. work going, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm in the East Coast. I'm in Florida. You're in there. So I was like, reached out to 1050, bro. Boom, 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 boom. Yo. Then I hit up my boy Contra Dash. Yo. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, boom. Next thing you know, I'm kind of creating like little plays. Like, it's not even just about, I'm not looking to gain something from like, take something from them. But I'm just like, these are really dope, creative individuals. If I can get them just to be around these other creative individuals, you know what I mean? Like, Make you know, something it's happen. It's so empowering when you're just like, yo, like, let me show you how I do my, my videos. And then he's like, yo, let me show you how I do my videos. You know, it's like, yeah. it's a vibe. And if something happens, something we, happens. Well, that's I mean, what it's about you, without forcing you here, though. I mean, essentially, that's how it happened with us. I mean, we, you know, Yano contacted Santi. We talked, you know, came here, met you. We're like, wow, you're dope. We're dope. This is cool. Let's do this. I do this. You do that. So, no, nah, I totally believe in it. Really. Yeah, oh, we had shoot. a similar experience like that. In New York. Yeah. The first time we went to New York, bro, we didn't know nobody. Like, Joe, mm-hmm. the president of Division One, you know, Big Joey, he um he knew the homies from, from college who, like, started rapping a little bit. And he was, like, he put me in contact with him. And his name, Millie. Shout out Millie. Millie mm-hmm. Living. And we went up there, bro. And we pulled up to the studio. I think it was, like, what, noon? Yeah. Some shit like that, right? Middle noon, bro. Um, and to the engineer, his name is Young Prototype. He's really popping in New York right now. He's really... That's the homie. He really doing his thing, bro. You feel me? He worked on my first EP. Um, mixed like two songs on that. Recorded two of them. Recorded Don't Trip. But more of the story, basically, bro, like, he really, like, we just clicked. Like, he saw, we both, we all were working constantly. Like, Seabass took the camera out, filmed some homies that he was he was recording. We, um, fucking, the second time, Austin was there, and he was... Making yeah. he made their cover for their it was for their song. Everybody moment. was doing something. It just unfolded naturally. Yeah, but everybody was kind of we all working. picked up. Friends, mm-hmm. y'all walked in here like a little gang. Like, who do you need? Yeah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, so then next you know, 
that's what's about like you yeah said, you're going though like it just kind of unfolded from there mm-hmm. and now we like we try to go like almost at least once a year or something like that you yeah know? you want to keep that you know it's good to follow like it, a text message and a dm or a video call can only do so much oh, as yeah. to being in the flesh there's nothing better energy when i can feel you when I can really feel you, bro, and laugh with you, and eat pause. with you, and smoke yeah, with you. Yeah, I was about you. to say pause, pause, bro. Pause. Pause. Yeah. Feel what, bro? I feel really what? really feel you, bro. <laughs> he tapped my leg when he said that. <laughs> he <laughs> did <laughs> tap your shit. <laughs> Y'all hey, yo. trade me. There's a setup. <laughs> nah, I'm playing. Expose. Pause. Nah, I'm playing. Nah, but that's exactly how I was in New York, bro. YP, they're, they're all great people. Those connections were amazing, and those are connections that, I mean, really flew people. down here. And, and yeah, you just never know, man. It's like, I totally believe in the same thing, just action. Action over DMs and you know just messaging. It's like there's a lot more you can do in person. Mm-hmm. Nah, definitely. So that's pretty much what happened. I, they told me, yo, if you come out here to LA, bro, we're gonna rent a car. We can go wherever, dog. Cause I know you, the guy like that knows more than us right now. And man, when I, I'm gonna show, I'm gonna show you guys some of their music, bro. When I say their music is dope. I swear to God, you guys have never heard anything. I I know you guys have heard, heard shit like that before. But, <laughs> but bro, oh my God. <laughs> Travis Scott's people were interested in these boys. I don't know. Let me say, I'm saying too much though. Yeah. But, hey. but these niggas. Allegedly. 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 Yes. <laughs> I need it with me on oh, 24 7. Yeah, I'm not you talking about. You. you know what I'm saying? Yo, nah, but long story short, they're like, come to LA. Got, we're gonna be at my mom's crib, bro. I'm like, yo, I don't even worry about that. You know, they're explaining that. I know you want to hold it. Nah, no, bro, don't even worry about it. Her couch, you know what I mean? East uh-huh. LA, you know, it wouldn't even don't matter. She was made, she's old school, Mexican grandma type vibe. Like, eating tortillas every morning and shit. Yeah, yes, sir. Like, she wake up at eight in the morning, and I'm over here, like, <laughs> trying to fucking, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's what, you know, shit like that, that's just be there, get mm-hmm. over there. Followed up with people. We ended up going to Contra Dash crib. Linking up with the boys and Contra Dash was mind blowing. And his homeboy, uh, shout out to him, man. Contra Dash showed us nothing but hospitality. And that's something I highly respect if you get a chance to check out Contra Dash music. I've heard of him before. He's uh, he's originally from California and he got linked up with the whole Backhouse Click. You know, he got he originally started off as a graphic designer. I think I've known him from graphic design. He started doing graphic, he does all this shit too. His when I was. I started doing graphic design shit from like Call of Duty, like Trick Shot Clans and all that oh, weird shit. Okay. shit. And I'm pretty sure like his either his music or he was doing art in that scene because like that name is like stupid familiar. And I Country know who he is now, man. but yeah. That artist, man, he he can produce, he can engineer himself, he can design, bro. He's a really talented kid. He he was down, he was down. He was like, bro, because I met him before from he knew about me from working with Alex. You know what I mean? Once again, it comes back to Alex, like. Alex really co-signed for me hard, man. And I, and to this day, I hold that dearly because, yeah, Alex isn't, like, yet on the level of being a Justin Bieber. But I look at him like that already. You know, mm-hmm. and that's And actually, that's why I put all my effort into anything I touch with Alex. I'll make sure I get I give my effort to every artist. I, you can be an artist that needs a lot of development. And I'm going to make sure I try to be my Scott Storch, Timbaland vibe, everything. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give you my all into making this shit a hit. Well, that's what, like, hey, can uh, you see it, can you see it in him, like, beforehand? Like, there's always people I feel like, you know, some people have, uh, like, uncoachables. Like, you know, if you're a sports mm-hmm. athlete, if you're just naturally big, um, strong, and fast, you can't coach I, that. I don't like to put a pin on people, but there has been people I just, like, I just, yeah, like, I just know, like, at this point, I think you should probably try to consider maybe other aspects if you got passion <laughs> for music, you know? Right, yeah. If you have a passion for music, it doesn't have to mean you have to be the artist. Maybe you have great ideas for songs, but you can't lay them out perfectly with mm-hmm. the performance yet. 
Maybe you could work on it and get good enough, but in the meantime, maybe you meant to write for somebody or develop somebody or manage somebody. I have met artists that I feel like, man, I, I broke I literally have broken a sweat over artists. Like talk back, back and forth, compressor, you know, everything, yeah. plugins. It's like I'm trying to get that best delivery out of them. I can only do so much on my end. But the reality is there are some artists that just have it. There's people who love the fuck out football, but I don't mean they're gonna be in the NFL no matter how hard they work. They can work, they can train harder than an NFL player. The same exact workouts. They're not gonna be in the NFL mm-hmm. still. And I'm not saying I'm the I'm the Simon Cowell, the guy who knows for sure. I, you know, who am I to judge saying that you're not gonna make it in life? I'm always gonna be someone to say, I'm rooting for you. I hope you do it, but that's just reality. But you know, I'm gonna still give it my all. There is people like I literally see them like, yo. We're not gonna get this record completed the way they want in four hours. But God damn it, I'm gonna give them that energy to try to complete it. And if they if God willing they see, they understand what the fuck I'm telling them, maybe they'll, you know, we can get some more time in to really take it there. Right. Otherwise, some people are content with that shit. And at that time, I'm not a yes man. I'll tell them I think we could have done some things differently. But if you're content with it, at the end of the day, it's yours, you know? You always got their best interest. Yeah. But right. I, I really do care. Cause anything I touch, you know, it's important, you know. That's I good, bro. It's essential that every song is, you know. Top notch, you know. You yeah, gotta put into it. A lot of engineers are just like, you know, just do whatever the artist wants mm-hmm. and don't put their input in. But I feel like you, the way that you've came up in the industry and you've worked with all these types of artists, you have the ability to be like, somebody's in the booth, you can give them that type of advice. That type of advice, like, nah, you got to redo that. You feel me? Like, no, nah, 100%. your delivery wasn't in the manner too. It's also how you. It's not what you say; it's how you say things too. Yeah, I try to definitely let uh, reassure artists. Like, I'm not trying to discourage you from what you're doing. I'll tell them, you know, like, I like what you did right here, you know? Mm-hmm. I think we could do this a little bit differently. Like, maybe would you be willing to try this? And they say, no, nah, I like it like that. I already know where the energy's at. All right. I'm not going to argue with you over your record, you know? Yeah. Now, granted, if it's a record that I'm producing, like, as far as an actual audio production of the beat, or it's a record that I'm, like, sponsoring, like, let's say I really believe in artists and I want to do it on my time, yeah. I'm going to be you know, hands-on. If not, yeah. I'm going to drop it. But if you're over for the most invested. part, you know, every artist, they, a lot of people like to book me out here and... I want to, I tried, they want that experience that I give every artist and that's what I strive for, you know? I want to make sure we try to get your record the hottest we can. I want you to blow up because if you blow up, we blow up. Mm-hmm. If I blow up, mm-hmm. we blow up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's a link. Everything's a link. Do you think that you, uh, you guys as engineers and producers get enough credit in the industry? Yes and no. I think sometimes. I think there's a lot of artists that are aware of things and there's a lot of artists that just don't understand or maybe have that etiquette. I don't look for artists to be like promoting my name like that. But, you know, it feels nice when the artist knows, like, bro, you came here and I transformed your song. Like, But don't you think you should get that credit, though? Because, oh, I mean, at yeah. the end of the day, like... It's a collaboration. Yeah, man. And, like, this... When you come here, at least, you know, I'm it. not just hitting a button. You're telling me what to do. You know, if half the time, I'm probably helping you. Got, you know, I'm your, I'm, you're a boxer. I'm in your corner. Mm-hmm. You know what you're doing. You're the fighter. If anything, you're in better shape than me to do what you're doing. Right. But I'm looking at things from another angle that could possibly help you demolish your opponent which is the beat the mm-hmm. record you're trying Bro, to lay like, down to be completely honest you the whole reason like these people be sounding good like I know like if you listen to my raw vocals like it's not anywhere near to what your finished product is gonna sound like yeah but I feel like everything's essential though you just still do your part a rec, a rec- you For gotta sure. record like there's no mixing and mix like there's no mastering mm-hmm. every stage is essential crap in is crap out in my books like so like yeah. I can make your delivery sound better 
but I want the best delivery I can get from you because sometimes have you heard some raw recordings or demos that sound better than the final product? Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. all the time. Like, like dog, the yeah. soul's gone. All I like how it just sounded gritty. Like, just leave it as is. Fuck. You know what I mean? He loves Friends. that shit. Like when I show him a Especially mix, hit rap music too. You know? Sometimes, sometimes he'll prefer the mix over a master. I had artists tell me, "Oh, it sounds too polished. Can you make it like? like yeah, what the fuck you mean? Like it sounds too over. clean. I never heard. Like, they're like, and it just sounds too. And then uh, granted, this is after finishing Alex's projects. You know what I mean? That's pop. You know what I mean? Some of the, you know, I got these street cats laying out some hardcore beats. You know? Yeah, you're right. Let me add some that, that gritty. That's some more back distortion. Into it. That type yeah, of gritty you know, shit. Yeah, bring it back to natural, uneq some shit, uncompressed some shit. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And sometimes like that is true. You know, I think. I, there's no real rules to music. There's a standard, but standards only get you so far, right? The standards go to perfect. college and then do this and do that, right? But you yeah. don't need that, you know? I did that and it worked out for me in a sense, but I don't... If I would know what I know now, I wouldn't have done it. You know what I mean? But I still recommend it to a lot of people if you don't know where to begin, you know? Yeah. And if you have the I was paying for to... people that worked with... Big people, you know, for their time. That's how I looked at it. That's how I try to look at it. I didn't look at it. I went to school to learn. No, I looked at it that the real people, the teachers at Full Sail, these are people that have to have at least 10 years or more experience in their field. So my engineers that were teaching me in, in the studio, this nigga had a Grammy with Mark Anthony. You know? oh. This guy had a Grammy. You know, these are big boys. Yeah, They're still different. relevant today. <laughs> that's different. You know, these are people These are people that mix and master for the Backstreet Boys that went diamond platinum back in their peak. That are teaching me sitting down and saying this is how I did it. So yeah. that's what I looked at it like the expense was for. Yeah. Like I didn't have a cappy at that time to sit down with whoever had Grammys and say, like, teach me the ways of everything, you know? Otherwise that would naturally unfold it. But then again, they also taught me etiquette, how to approach shit, how like shit usually works, how to go about shit. So how like to to maybe I would have had the opportunity and fucked it up because I didn't know how to I etiquette the proper you know, they taught me how to go about studio sessions, clean up after yourself, you know, be on point, be a fly on the wall, don't speak, don't spoken to. So now you mean having that knowledge, I have people in there, I'm like, yo, just shut the fuck up. Just get out. I've had interns, it's like, yeah, you're not coming back. You know? <laughs> I'm not a dick, but it's just like, there are levels of shit when people just kind of overstep, you know? People don't understand. And I had to learn that. I had to learn yeah. it the hard way, you know what I mean, too, you know? People don't understand how important it is to maintain a good atmosphere for both the artist and the engineer, because, like, we need you to work just as hard as the artist is, because or else the song's not going to be complete. It's a 50-50 effort. Yeah, everyone matters if yeah. they're playing their role. Every step. Like the you producer, said before. The engineer, the executive, the DJ. Uh, depend on the budget, you know, A and R's, the promoters, posts, everything, everything matters in levels. But as far as the smaller aspect of the studio, yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of artists too that are really so talented, like Alex, that, you know, he could limit that shit. He could write his shit. He don't need a writer. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it just depends on the record. Yeah. Well, I think this has been a great podcast. Yeah, I think we killed this. Uh, this is, uh, again, we're at the Facility Creative. Thank you again, DJ Promo, for having us, man. This wouldn't be possible without you. Yeah, no problem. Um, Appreciate you, guys. Yeah, and uh, I would say give give yourself another shout-out. Let everybody know where you're going to be playing at just one more time for the yeah, viewers tuning in late. You already know. Socials. Uh, Thursdays, I'll be at Tanampa in Naples, Florida. We spend it all. We play hip-hop, Latin music, Caribbean music, a little bit of house. We do a Fridays as well at King's Bar in Naples. Um... DJ Promo Official on Instagram. I'm here with the boys, you already know. We got the facility. You can find the studio at the facility creative. But, you know, we can go to any studio near you. Hit me up. There you go. Yes, Shout out Cappy as well. Cappy. Cappy is the owner, the GOAT. That's my mentor. And uh, yeah, man, I appreciate you guys having me. We look forward to, you know, elevating the music out here. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. And taking it outside of the city, you know? Absolutely. We appreciate you, bro. And you've Definitely. given us a lot of key and golden information that we appreciate uh but apart from or not apart from but like including this whole podcast what do you think would be the one thing that you could 
leave to everybody, if there's one thing you want people to leave with from this entire conversation, what would it be? Uh, there's something that you really want to pursue that you feel like you can strive in and you believe yourself in and you're willing to actually put the time to work hard for it, you should definitely pursue it because it could be fulfilling. I'd rather work 12 hours for myself four hours than four hours for someone else, you know? Always. It's different. Like, when you realize this is for to benefit your future and you have, you're in control of it, it changes everything. So, like, in the beginning, start with the foundation. You know, you need your foundation. You need your finances straight. Don't just quit your job and walk out without a game plan. But when you really make that jump, I think it's worth you working towards that jump and then leap. It's going to be hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going to be sure. hungry. But, sure. you know. For real, for like work, actually, for sure. you're now I can see, you know, six hungry. years ago I was working at Target part time, and then I just did a no call, no show for that. Come up, hell yeah! We've That's when I was back up, and then you know, everything oh. just falls in place. I was in Target part time. Yeah, I was Target part time and doing other things of business that I can't speak of. So. <laughs> yeah, oh, I was yeah. on the. Hey, huh. it is what it is. Allegedly. 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 Yes, sir. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Giraffe Nuts. We are 420 Friendly Podcast, bringing you elevated conversations. Tune into our episodes every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Uh, yeah. Make Thank sure you very follow much. Follow us on Instagram at Giraffe Nuts Podcast. Santi? Get your smoke going. If you ain't smoked yet, get it going. Oh, yeah. We waiting. It's just good yeah, shit yeah. on. Oh, yeah. All right. I appreciate All you right. guys. Thank you for listening. Have a good night. Thank hey, you, everybody. Guys. Say hi.